This is the Morning Monorail Podcast. Please stand clear of the doors. To our new passengers, we welcome you aboard our highway in the sky. Good monorail morning. Whether you're commuting, telecommuting, doing the laundry, doing the dishes, we're glad you're with us here on the Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and I'm bringing in my favorite Landon in all of the world to join me for another exciting segment of M34D. Here he is, everybody, Landon the Dawsdone. Landon, welcome back to the Morning Monorail. Uh, glad to be joining you in this bright and early morning monorail, though. Uh, being your favorite Landon in the world, I mean, I appreciate the title. Didn't think that was, thank you, Zoe, uh, was that a competitive, uh, you know, category, right, Zoe? I almost feel like it's a backhanded compliment, Zoe, don't you think? Well, how could that be a backhanded compliment? You are the number one Landon in my heart. Well, I, I mean, I get that, but I almost feel it's like the two sweetest words in the English language default. <laughs> Either way, it's still a championship. <laughs> you still get a gold star. So That's right. And champions and champions are always prepared. I have my handy dandy diet coke, my uh side sweet brewskis, and even a little bit of Lynchburg water. So I have a Ooh. feeling it's a good episode. Oh yeah. We're going to be toasting to this one. Yep. So if you're on your way to work, crack one open and enjoy. Hey, and let's not crack do one that. open. I mean, enjoy a non-alcoholic beverage there because you you're go. driving. Come on. Better advice. <laughs> Landon, I've got a question for you right off the top here. I got a couple comments over the last week that um, I really, I didn't know exactly how to respond to them because I feel like they're fair questions, but I'm going to put it to you. Okay, well, first of all, I have alibis, so you can't pin anything <laughs> on me. Like, back off, you jerks. No okay. accusations here. All right. The question comes from the title of this program. When we were a one-show-a-week podcast, this was always the second segment of the show, and we called it M34D. That's because it was the Monday morning monorail Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. Now, the question has become... Do we still call it M34D now that we're the morning monorail? And my thought just right off the top was, yeah, I think we do. Because that is what this program is. Whether or not there's still a Monday morning monorail, I feel like, you know, the OGs know what it means. And maybe from this point forward, we don't explain it anymore. Exactly. Word to your mother. I will take this opportunity one last time to explain it. Ladies love literation, but if y'all are so hammered to the whole M34D uh, name, how about we call it the Magical Morning Monorails Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes? Because whenever I am here, ladies and gentlemen, it's magic. I think that's a good substitute. <laughs> and I, I'm willing to go with that. So, All right. Great. For the last time ever, the explanation has been laid out before you, but going forward, we will not apologize yeah. nor explain. If anybody ever asks, we're just going to link you to this episode and also <laughs> link, uh, give you a link to my OnlyFans where I'm apparently dressing as the Quaker Oats guy. <laughs> so, yeah. It's hot. 
Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thou if hot, because, you know, you, you, you got to keep it uh, time appropriate. Well, and oatmeal is a hot breakfast. so. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Landon, I'm glad you're joining me today. I'm excited for another round of the Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. And today we're talking about something that, I don't know, I may just break out crying while we're discussing it because I miss it so much. But it is something that is very near and dear to my heart, is no longer part of the nighttime spectaculars. Well, of course, there are none going on right now at Walt Disney World, but even if there were, we wouldn't be able to see this particular show because it it is gone. It is retired, never to be brought back again. And even if we thought there was a chance that it might come back, I mean, shortly after they retired this program, we saw the big metal globe destroyed in a pile of rubble. So Mm. that was a pretty big nail in the coffin. But yes, today we're talking about Illuminations. And I'm pausing for a moment of silence in memory of this beautiful program. How do I <laughs> say goodbye? Sorry. I, wait, I'm, not, well, I'm not laughing. I'm weeping. Our, 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 uh, our producers tell me we do not have the rights to oh. that song, so, so I have to stop. Ladies and gentlemen, boys to men. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I, I mean, honestly, I got a little frog in my throat right now, like I a little choked up, a little lump that I'm going to have to deal with here because I don't know how you feel about nighttime spectaculars. I don't know if fireworks do it for you. I don't know if you're the kind of person who would rather just beat the crowd. But for me, especially growing up in those Disney trips of yore, a, a day at Disney wasn't complete without seeing some fireworks in the sky and then heading out of the park like cattle being herded to the buses or wherever <laughs> it may be. Um, Maybe getting trampled upon as you leave the yeah, park, much yeah. like cattle. No yeah. social distancing. Uh-huh. Waiting for 45 minutes for a stupid boat and or monorail exiting the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, questioning all of your choices that you made that day, saying why, God, why. Yeah. And Stuff shows, like that. Shows come and go. Shows get changed. Shows get updated. This particular program in Epcot lasted a good 25 years, almost 30 years, maybe, almost. A couple of iterations, but yeah, it, it, it had a good run. I can't do the math right now, and, and as my accounting teacher in college once told me, never do simple math in public. Um, it only and as ma- your radio coach is telling you now, don't do math on air, dumbass. I know. I, I should really know better. Mm-hmm. But this was a very long-running program, and... Um, for good reason. It was very popular. It went through a couple different iterations itself. But, Lana, just to start things off, let me ask you, how do you feel about the nighttime spectaculars? Um, growing up, I'll agree with you. I always thought that, you know, uh, a day uh, wasn't complete visiting one of the parks in the Magic Kingdom or, or, you know, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, what have you. If we didn't see the fireworks, um... As I've gotten older and I went down and visited, it wasn't necessarily something that I had to stay and see. But at the same time, like my most vivid memory of any fireworks show is when I went down with uh, with my uh, mom and cousin as an adult and, and we stayed to watch Wishes. And it's like, like just talking about it, it's like, 
Like, I'm going to have to stop talking about it. Otherwise, I'm going to turn into you and just start crying for, for quote unquote, no reason. But it's like, I like, like, I love me some fireworks in the uh, trip that was canceled uh, due to COVID. Uh, I set it up because my mom is a massive fireworks honk. Uh, we were going to go to, uh, go to uh, California Grill and we were going to time it to where we could watch the fireworks while we dined specifically for the fireworks. It's like, I mean, I, I've always wanted to try California Grill, but at the same time, I've heard some reviews, you know, it's, it's it can be fine. But like I said, we were going specifically for the fireworks and especially like Disney fireworks. Yeah. I mean, that's some top notch stuff. It's like I would I would put Booms Day one, then Disney fireworks too. RIP Booms Day, we miss you. That's right. Another thing that no longer exists. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a shout out for like four people listening. And two of them are here. But those who know. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So I think that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. I, I mean, you know, when we moved down to Florida and we started going to, the, going to the parks more frequently, it became more and more rare for us to stay for a nighttime show just because we could see them when we wanted. I mean, now at this point, looking back... It feels like, like we oh, took them dang. for granted. <laughs> oh, dude, you and me both. Even as somebody who doesn't live down there, it's like, man, I should have like, like if if I could have done my last trip over, I would have uh, rope dropped and made them kick me out every yeah. dang day I went. Yeah, but we did get more concerned about kind of beating the crowds out of the parks, especially Magic Kingdom, because oh, it was a nightmare. Oh, that's getting that's out. that's rough. After Happily Ever After, as much as I love that show, it was hard to get out of the park and not be mm-hmm. stuck in a crowd waiting online for like a monorail or a bus for long stretches of time. Yeah. Again, making you question every decision you made. Yeah. I mean, in in uh, episodes past, you remember how I told the story about how my my four foot eleven mom kept shrinking and shrinking <laughs> on her way out when she fell down and just totally ate crap uh, <laughs> trying to leave after wishes. And it was after wishes. And yeah. and by the time we actually left the property, she was like uh, seven inches tall. So <laughs> that's how long we had to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Crushed by the weight of just gravity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate it for her. Yeah. So that all that being said, the exception to this rule was that when we were in Epcot, on most occasions, we would end up staying to watch Illuminations for a couple of reasons. One of them is Epcot's easier to get out of. Very true. And two, I don't know. I mean, and I know Sam Monorail would back me up on this, but I don't know if there is a better feeling in all of Walt Disney World than being in World Showcase post-illuminations, torches going, and the post-show music playing throughout World Showcase. The, the, the people are starting to empty out. The park is getting, you know, just more and more open and you've just got cast members cleaning up and you can just take a nice stroll around the World Showcase Lagoon. It was just mm, chef's kiss. Perfect. (laughs) Absolutely perfect. So something I I desperately miss in these days. But yeah, I mean, so so illuminations, I may have seen illuminations more than any other. Actually, I can say for sure I saw it more than any other nighttime show in the parks. I mean, like you, you are a big fan of illuminations, or I guess you were a big fan of illumination. Well, well, I guess you still are, but you just can't go see it to the point where it's like you got the limited edition magic band for. Yes, that's you're you're right. (laughs) 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 
which I was extremely disappointed that it doesn't play like we go on when I tap it, when I enter into Epcot. Like, how, how does it not have some sort of a special effect and, and music cue? I don't get that yep. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you found out it's a special edition band, but a not so special edition <laughs> yeah, band. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I, I've got my Illuminations ba- Magic Band. I've got my Farewell Illuminations Figment shirt that I love oh, to wear. You. Yeah. Um, so... For sure. It it was so hard to say goodbye to yesterday in this case. Um, <laughs> so, taking another step back. For those of you who never got to experience this show... Let We're going to describe it firework I for firework. I'm going to so go blast by blast, music yep. cue to music cue, and tell you exactly <laughs> what it was. Wouldn't no. that be the worst podcast? That would be terrible. Let oh, me describe a firework show to you. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't even like watching fireworks, like just in a typical situation. Let alone listening to a couple ding dong and describe <laughs> fireworks. Yeah. All right, so so there was a small explosion at the ground, a small ball of light goes up, yeah. then it explodes into a bigger burst of uh, of light. There was a beautiful gold sparkly palm tree looking one. <laughs> oh my god! No, I'm not going to do that, but I am going to okay, give you just good. an overview, just to tell you a little bit about what it was. I'm also going to tell you a little bit about the history leading up to Illuminations, because believe it or not, it was not the first nighttime spectacular in Epcot. And I'm going to tease something that we are going to do a special on in the future, Landon. I didn't tell you about this pre-show. It's something I discovered in my research that I had no clue was ever a thing in Epcot. It was a daytime lagoon show. We're going to talk about it. That's all I'm going to say right now. Wait, I, what? I, I don't know if it lasted more than a year. I don't know if it lasted a year. But we're wow. going to do a show on it because it's insane, and I'll tell you all about it off air. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, all I have to say is run that through my uh, agent. <laughs> okay. Which, by the way, I'm my agent. Yeah. So. But I'll tell you, you know, we're going to go through the history. We'll talk just a little bit about the idea of what the show was and then kind of where we're at and where we're going with nighttime shows in Epcot. Um, so just to begin with, Illuminations, in its first iteration... It was just called Illuminations. It eventually, after the 2000 Millennium Celebration, became Illuminations 2000 Reflections of Earth. They dropped the 2000 at one point, and it just what? stayed. I'm shocked. Like, like anytime you throw 2000 on the end of something, it doesn't date it at all. I know. It just makes it more super awesome, right? That used to sound so futuristic. You put 2000. Oh, it totally did. Yeah, I get it. It's yeah. like, you know, you got Illuminations 2000, Techno Team 2000, NWO 2000. Yeah. All of those things, total winners. That's right. <laughs> but they did drop the 2000. It just became Illuminations Reflections of Earth. But this was a nighttime show performed every night at Epcot at Walt Disney World on the World Showcase Lagoon. It was a multimedia, multi-experience show that used fireworks, pyrotechnics, and there is a difference, water fountains, fire effects. <laughs> I don't know what the difference between the three of those are. Lasers. No, no. I can tell you what fire effects are. Fire effects are just big old bursts of flames because illuminations had that and they had that in spades (laughs) lasers (laughs) searchlights and a large rotating globe with curved led screens all the way around it so you could see it no matter where you were around the world showcase promenade by the way i read i don't know if this is true but i read that it was the very first 360 degree screen ever created Hmm. which is possible because why would you need something like that so. I mean, yeah, like, unless you have a show like this, you wouldn't need anything like that. Yeah, so it is possible. We're going to say, we said it on the podcast, it is true. We it's a fact. It. Wait, yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, uh, Judge Landon came out a little bit early. That's all right. 
Well, Illuminations, as I said, was not the first nighttime spectacular at Epcot. We started out in 1982, a little after the opening, almost a month after opening, with a little show called Le Carnival de Lumiere. It was the first evening presentation in Epcot. It celebrated world festivals with fountains, film, music, and other effects. The show used rear projection screens on barges floating on world show. Oh, barges. Don't say that's a trigger word for me <laughs> right now. But they didn't stay out there all day, but they were out there. Between the projection barges were fountains, firework barges controlled by Apple computers. We had those in my primary school. Um, the show could be viewed only from points between Mexico and Canada. So this you you had to be huh. in World Showcase to actually see the show. Interesting. Yeah, I could I could see that being quite the uh, choke point, so to speak. Yeah, because yeah. if you think about it, Mexican or Mexico, Mexico and Canada, I mean, they're both right there to get out of the World Showcase. So if you weren't there to watch it, guess what? You're stuck in the World yeah. Showcase. Yeah, you probably yeah in a mob of people mm -hmm. that were actually wanting to see it. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was, that was the original show and I did not see this show in person. I don't know if there, there, there've got to be videos where somebody was able to video this, but this is pretty early on 82. The quality of the video may not be great, but we should do some research, see if we can find that. I saw a couple clips doing research. There was, I believe it was a YouTube channel called 1928 films. They did like okay. a history of uh, illuminations and they, and they, uh, had at the very front of it talking on Le Carnival de uh, Lumiere and like they had some clips. It's just kind of all the, you know, classical music that you would recognize. I mean, okay. like I'm sure yeah. it was a fine presentation, but nothing that grabs you that you wouldn't hear outside of Disney. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. And what you'll see is as we go through these, the, the soundtrack stayed largely the same. Um, they just kind of repurposed it. They even re-recorded it, but we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, it, and, and the idea of barges, like the, the, the multimedia type presentation of having the fountains, the barges, the fireworks, the lights, all these concepts just kept being plussed and improved on as we went on. So the second show we got was called New World Fantasy. New it actually opened World in Fantasy. Yeah. June of 1983. Um, also used barges that had rear projection screens, and they were the same ones that were used for Le Carnival de Lumiere. Um, but this show added pitchel lights that moved automatically. So that was a new technology they added in. Again, um, the music was classical music played on synthesizers because, of course, 1983. <laughs> it was the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> and Epcot. Like, Epcot 83, Epcot 82, like, you, when you think about, like, Epcot in those days, like, synthesizer music was just, it just went hand in hand. <laughs> um, so, yes. I'm that, surprised Devo didn't get a ride back during oh that Oh, my time. God. Yeah, they they should have been playing live at every new new world fantasy, or maybe it should have just been. I mean, new world fantasy that sounds like it would just be a new wave band or something. I don't know. Like we needed some some. I sort definitely of guarantee you, at some point there was a new wave band with that exact name. And probably. Then, and then uh, Disney introduced this uh, show, and they're like, "Dang it!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which came first? Um. Okay, moving on. Nineteen eighty four. There, the show changed once again, and it was now called Laserphonic Fantasy. Wow! Yeah, the crazy. Wow, thing. that that's the most eighty thing we uh, I've heard yeah. in a long time. Yeah, 
If you ever wanted to make some sort of a tribute band with a, I know we talked about it last week, like a good name for a, a, a band that had sort of a subtle Disney reference, Laserphonic Fantasy would be a good one. I actually think I'm going to change the name of our uh, fantasy football league to Laserphonic Football <laughs> Fantasy League. So It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. This one ran for four years from 84 to 88, had the same soundtrack as New World Fantasy, and it, I don't know. This seems to be when they actually introduced the lasers to the barges. Well, I would hope so. I mean, lasers in the dadgum name. Yeah. And then the skater segment featured the first use of non-continuous lines in a laser animation. It was the first use of laser graphics on water droplet screens. So all the way back in 1984, they started doing projections on water screens, which is kind of crazy. I didn't yeah. know Disney was doing it that far back. I was going to say, like, that had to be just mind-blowing back in the day. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Still to this day, when it's done right, it's very impressive. But can you imagine, like, like I was born in 85, a year before I was born. Like, Jay, you were, like, what, two at two. that point or yeah. something like that? Like, something like that. I could not imagine something like that. Yeah. Would have been wild to see. I, I definitely kind of feel like... Epcot, you know, in those days had so much cutting edge stuff going on or so much futuristic, mm -hmm. you know, experience it. So many futuristic experience you could have had. That would have been the icing on top of the cake to see lasers on a, a water screen there at the end of the day. But I mean, doesn't that kind of like stick to Epcot's brand, though? They were always trying to push the envelope, like mm -hmm. like continue to, to move technology forward, get the new hotness out there. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And there it was. Yep. On the water on, droplets. On water droplets. <laughs> <laughs> and they do it. I mean, it's great. They're still doing it today. And even this new show, Harmonious, Harm Harmonious, Harmonious, that's going to be um, on World That's Showcase. actually my favorite character from Harry Potter. <laughs> Harmonious Granger. Um, <laughs> they're going to be using water screens. I mean, it's going to be projections, not laser projections, just projections. But still, like, it's it, this is a concept. And they, I know they do it at Disneyland on the World of Color show. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, don't, don't they do something uh what's the what's the nighttime show at uh hollywood studio yeah phantasmic yeah mm -hmm. a big portion that of that show yes is yeah. on water screens yeah. especially if the dragon's down it's like guess what the dragon <laughs> is now water yeah. yeah and it's still cool i mean oh it's absolutely cool yeah it's still cool <laughs> to see it so yeah that show ran it ran until 1988 and then january of 1988 is when illuminations first debuted on the World Showcase Lagoon. It's a 14 was a 14 minute show at the time, sponsored by General Electric and mostly used the music arrangements from New World Fantasy and the Laser Phonic Fantasy, but instead of using synthesizers, they actually created scores of music using original orchestration by the composers. Mm. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, it definitely gave it a fresh sound like because it's like I mean like it, if they used all the arrangements from back then, like clearly they're not bad music arrangements, but if everything is like coming out of synthesizers, it's going to sound dated. Absolutely. Where, where like if you use an, an orchestra, it's like it's going to sound classical. It's going to sound timeless. timeless. And that's what we got with Illuminations. Yeah. So this was a great step in the right directions in, t in terms of like, as I said, each one of these shows was kind of building on the last and, and and to make that step to full orchestration by uh you know full orchestras rescored with the original orchestration from the composers just a, a perfect choice um 
And then there was a new music theme that was created by Don Dorsey and Bruce Healy as well. So this show, you've still got, you know, you've still got the barges, you've got laser barges, you've got fountains, you've got the pitchel lights, laser graphics on the fountains. Um, and then you actually had the directors made the, the lights representing uh, the different countries interact with the music and the rest of the show. Um, the weird, uh, maybe an interesting decision that they made for this show was the kind of the slow build. So <laughs> starting with just the music, the fountains and the lasers and things like that, you didn't get any fireworks until the end of the second act of the show and then the third act is where the fireworks really kick in and, and kind of top things off. I liked that. I liked that build. Like, build it up. Why why go big right off the bat, you know? I mean, yeah, I, I get that. Give uh, gives you a little bit of taste at the beginning in Act 1. But I will say it's like uh, re-watching it, and it had been years since I've seen this show before uh, I did the research to, you know, kind of brush up on it for this segment. Like, I, I, I actually found myself, it's like, Okay, yeah. all right, yeah, the globe's cool. Isn't this supposed to be a fireworks show? A <laughs> couple minutes later, I swear to God, where the fucking fire... Oh, there they are, there they are. But mm. it's like, like it's it's still a good show. Yeah. And it's that anticipation, I suppose. But Building at the same up. time, it does go a touch long. Yeah. You know, this is kind of like the the rivers of light problem, I think is that people just expected more things to be happening. It's it's just, I think it's a product of the time. You know, we're, we're such a, a culture of ADD. Like, give it to me now. Mm-hmm. I, I can only really watch something for um, two and a half minutes at most. Yep. We are the instant gratification culture. If you don't give it to me now, I'm going to get on Twitter and complain about yeah. how you're not giving it to me now. Like, I kind of liken it to the uh, 2014 Godzilla movie. It's like it took an hour and a half before the dadgum monsters actually showed up on screen. And then when it's like, all right, here they go. They're going to fight. And then they shut the door before you can see. It's like, son of a... <laughs> all right. This is, no, this is true. This is like... I think this really speaks to maybe why Illuminations was retired because hmm, even, even Illuminations Reflections of Earth, I think a lot of people thought it was kind of boring. When you get to Reflections of Earth, it, it had kind of a three-part story and it wasn't as slow a build, but there was still a lot of like just, you know, soundscapes created by the soundtrack you're listening to. You've got the different scenes being projected on the globe, on the water. You've got the fountains doing things. And it wasn't just fireworks back to back to back. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like watching a Michael Bay movie or something like there was more story to it. There was more development of, you know, what the show was. And I kind of think I, I, I don't know. I don't think guests want that in a nighttime spectacular anymore. They, they really, that, you know, that's that's interesting. And I do see where you're coming from, because, I mean, like, like Illuminations had a runtime of almost 15 minutes, like yeah. like it clocks in right around 14, 14 and change. And especially at the end of the night, you in theory, you've spent your entire day walking yourself ragged around the world showcase, going from, you know, country to country, ride to ride. So you're probably like, OK, I want to see this, but come on, let's pick up the pace. But it's like I, I compared it to the 2014 Godzilla movie. I actually didn't like the 2014 Godzilla movie. I actually did mm-hmm. like Illumination. So, yeah. and it's like, like you talk about the the globe. It's like, okay, yeah, in a fireworks show, the highlight, at least for me, is the globe that spins around with the LED screens. And it's like, okay, well, maybe if that's your highlight, maybe it's not that good of a fireworks show. 
But I think that is just so cool. Like it goes so well with the music. Like you said, it's story based. They keep rotating, uh, you know, uh, hands reaching out to each other to show unity across the world, which is kind of what the whole world showcase is. It shows uh, luminaries from every part of the world as it goes around. So it's like, I mean, I I can see where you're coming from. And I do think that might be why it was retired. But I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Yeah, no. Well, I mean... I just bring it up as a point of conversation because to me, I don't know. This show was very successful. I mean, you know, I can point to the fact that it actually won 11 straight best outdoor night production shows, according to the Golden Ticket Awards from 2005 to 2015. Um, yeah, suck at every other outdoor illusion thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean you know, um, it was popular. People loved I mean, and. I mean, it, it ran for, for how long? Like like well over two decades. Yeah, so it started in 88, and it ran all the way until 2019, right? So that's 19 on top of 12. That's 31, right? Well over two decades. Like I said, circle gets the square. <laughs> <laughs> Did I do that math right? I think so. You, As we've already said, if it's on a podcast, it's true now. So Thir- somebody go to the Wikipedia and enter it. 31 years. I would love to know if there's a nighttime show that's run longer than that. I mean, definitely not in Magic Kingdom. I mean, I mean, they 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 go through uh, nighttime shows kind of like a dime a dozen. Yeah, I'm sure Wishes ran for a good twenty, if I had to guess. But I don't think it made it to thirty. I don't know. I don't even know if Wishes made it to twenty. If, if I'm being honest, yeah, I don't. It's hard to say, but. We're, you know, we're we're not professional podcasters. We're wildly speculating on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> It'd be funny if somebody comes back. Actually, wishes ran for fifty years. You idiot. Well, actually, guys, I need to tell you that I was there for the very first wishes show and the very last one, and I am seventy-five years old. <laughs> like, wow! It ran, thank you, that guy. It ran longer than the park was open. <laughs> Yes, I remember I was sitting in the Florida Everglade and I watched the fireworks go off. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What were we talking about? We're talking about uh, Illuminations. Oh, yeah, that thing. Wishes was from 2003 until 2017. So, no, sir. Yep. In your face, Justin Monorail. Yeah. Oh, but Fantasy in the Sky lasted 32 years. Well, in my face, land in the Dawes Down. Wow. So, Fantasy in the Sky might be the longest running. All right. Well. All right. Well, I guess in both of our faces, then. Ran, Take that, our beliefs. It ran in Magic Kingdom from 71 till 2003. Wow. Okay. How did we not talk about that when we were doing Magic Kingdom night? No kidding. <laughs> like, like, I'm sure I saw that, but I have no memories of it. Well, there wow. were no projections on the castle. They were well, just yeah, clearly, yeah, it's a, yeah. lobbing <laughs> explosions into the sky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, explosions! Excuse me, me and my brother did that in the backyard of our house. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> well, 32, 31, 32 years is pretty impressive. Um, and and you know, as I say, I feel like it was good reason. And so. Now that we, you know, we've talked about it, kind of went through a change. In 1999, um, they debuted debuted Illuminations 2000 Reflections of Earth as part of the WDW Millennium Celebration. And eventually they dropped the 2000. And there were some changes that were made to the show at that time. There are people who are 
Illumination's purist. I am not one of those people. I actually liked Reflections of Earth better. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, no reason to describe it explosion by explosion, but just to tell you kind of the idea of the story. Um, again, this was created by Don Dorsey, created and directed by Don Dorsey. So credit where credit's due. It started out in the pre-show. The torches around World Showcase would be lit. Oh, them torches. Oh, I know. Oh. Goosebumps talking about the torches. Oh, all yeah. the lights go down and torches. Yeah, you've got you've got the um, you have the pre-show music playing because there was like a good 20 minute pre-show music that kind of built the anticipation and you would get the announcement. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, in just 20 minutes, illuminations, reflections of Earth will illuminate the sky over Epcot. I don't know. And they would tell you to not That's walk. exactly how it went. Yeah, good job. Not walk around while it was dark because it was dangerous <laughs> and all that sort of thing. And then when the show began... Our narrator, Jim Cummings. Yeah, Pooh Bear. Would, would um, come on and wish us a good evening. And he would say, oh my gosh, this was like the best part. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to read I'm gonna read this opening little paragraph here to the show. So I'm going to do my best, Jim Cummings. All right, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to mute my mic. I'm clearing the runway for okay. you. Okay. Good evening. On behalf of Walt Disney World, the place where dreams come true, We welcome all of you to Epcot and World Showcase. We're gathered here tonight around the fire as people of all lands have gathered for thousands and thousands of years before us to share the light and to share a story. An amazing story as old as time itself, but still being written. And though each of us has our own individual stories to tell, a true adventure emerges when we bring them all together as one. We hope you enjoy our story tonight reflections of earth and then you would hear and the torches would go out amazing man and the crowd goes wild yeah so good and so basically that initial introduction to the show really set up what the story was about to tell you in that you know the three acts of the show we're going to talk about how we are separated by distance and and you know different cultures and and misunderstanding all around the world the the first act of the show was called chaos the second act was called order starting that unification story and then the final act was called meaning and the whole idea was that humanity we we're all we're all one people all one tribe on this planet and throughout the show there would be symbolic things that would happen like there were actually fireworks that would launch from the individual countries in the world showcase like towards the middle like towards where this globe was sitting in the middle of the world showcase lagoon and you know the music the the stories that were being told the the images that it showed you on the globe as it rotated of as you said like people joining hands from around the world and just images of of all these great things we've built across the world and then the final culmination of the show by the way, 19 torches around World Showcase representing 19 centuries of the common era. And then the finale was the globe would open up as that 20th torch representing the 20th century and all of the lights combining in a huge torch in the middle of World Showcase. And it exposed the fact that the center of the earth, there's a giant torch. And that is how <laughs> the world will come to an end when uh, Illuminations comes back and the torch... Yeah. comes from the center of the earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. 
week one can only hope. <laughs> but just such a, a beautiful story, a beautiful idea, a beautiful message, you know? Mm-hmm. And when people want to give me a hard time for lamenting the fact that Illuminations is gone and it's being replaced by a show harmonious well epcot forever yeah i was gonna say whoa, whoa, whoa. it was replaced <laughs> by epcot forever we found out epcot forever was in fact not forever epcot forever for a limited time <laughs> yeah epcot forever for uh, how much time you got <laughs> sadly that show lasted a matter of months yeah not even a year did it it was it was like five months wow yeah um and then Harmonious will eventually be what replaces it, and that's why I shudder at the at the idea of barges on World Showcase. But like, I'm 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 sure that's going to end up being a a fine show, like like maybe even a good show, possibly a great show. But like you talked about the barges and just the eyesore that they've put in in the lagoon and 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 killing what was amazing lines of sight, yeah. like like and picturesque views around around the world showcase like like this show had better be damn good disney that's all i'm saying yeah no doubt they, i mean basically what you've done especially for the people that loved illuminations like i did you know you you took something away but you've promised greatness in the future and something that we can all come together around and celebrate but the problem is this show is going to be based on disney animation and storytelling not necessarily the idea of, you know, humanity should come together. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As one. Like, like, like this. Like, like the whole like it, it being based on Disney animation would have been fine in any other park, maybe outside of Animal yeah. Kingdom. But if you pitched me in the right way, I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure, I get that. But Epcot is, I mean, like the draw is the World Showcase. It's supposed to talk about how like. Like the story of illumination, it's like like we're all in this together. We're we're all brothers and sisters, like amongst just each other floating around on this weird, stupid blue ball in space. And yeah. it's like now it's like, okay, well, we're gonna look at the Lion King, everybody. Right. Now, if you told me they were gonna start like just basing it on food from around the world, I may have been okay with that. And then the the finale <laughs> could have been like somebody creating a cherry's jubilee in the middle of World Showcase Lagoon with a nice fire coming from their skillet. I don't know. I, I feel like I would have accepted that more. Yeah, but- I would be on board with that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and then maybe we all get a sample of cherry's jubilee as we leave Epcot. Hey, I'm a fat kid. As long as I get candy, you could be like, "Hey, it's uh, it's uh, Willy Wonka." Here we go, everybody. Here's it's, candy. I'm it's, like, "Yay!" It's just it's just kitchen demonstrations floating on <laughs> on World Showcase Lagoon. And this is their long roundabout way of saying kitchen cabaret is coming back. Woo! I would take that too. <laughs> hey, okay, new concept. You just play the theme song, all the soundtrack to Kitchen Cabaret. You put kitchens on these barges and you just let them rotate around world showcase lagoon with spotlights and lasers and epic music going on and then at the end then they gather around the fire and maybe maybe they're cooking some ribs on that fire i don't know Mm. like (laughs) we know that disney listens to this podcast so once again disney are you listening hello it's money (laughs) yeah (laughs) i look i want to be open-minded and positive about harmonious and i'm sure it will be fine yeah sure 
but I do not love the fact that the barges are immovable and they're out there blocking lines of sight. They're not going to be hidden because they're fountains all day long. In fact, that to me is going to make it worse because uh, then you can't even try to ignore them. <laughs> no. And, and, and like, I mean, like, it's, it's a small thing, but like when it came to illuminations, it was kind of a like attraction seeing them bring yeah. the barges out when yeah. they raise the bridges is like you can be like all right all right it's what four o'clock it's time it's time for the barges to come out let's go uh, yeah let's go watch them bring them into position exactly. and now you're like all right well guess what them eyesores they stuck yeah and they weren't like three story four story five story tall well barges there's that too either. yeah <laughs> god <laughs> oh man i Look, I, I'm telling you, I am going. I'm gonna. Am I gonna see Harmonious? Yes. Is it possible I love Harmonious? Sure. Yes. It may be a fantastic show, and I may love it, but that doesn't take away the fact that you're giving. When the me- sun's up, it's like, oh god, look at that like uh, apartment building in the middle of the lagoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you the the daytime views in World Showcase are changed forever. Well, until they get rid of the barges. Epcot forever taught us forever is not forever. <laughs> yeah, forever might be just a couple months. <laughs> and you are giving me a story that doesn't quite resonate the same way that uh, Illuminations did. So I just, I'm going to be a little grumpy about it, but let me be grumpy about it. And I'll eventually get over it, I hope. But It'll be fine, right? Yeah, I hope so. It'll I have to hope so. Question mark? Yeah. Well, the final performance of Illuminations, Reflections of Earth, was September 30th, 2019. We, d- we didn't go to the final show, but we did go the last week, and I toasted Illuminations with my tipsy ducks in love. I was standing beneath one of the beautiful torches, and I, I feel like I let you know Illuminations kind of wash over me, and I said goodbye to it. And I kind of stood there for a long time, like after it was over. I was like, man, that's it. That's tough. Because I did, yeah. I love that show. No, no, I mean, like, like we 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 talked about it before we got into it, talking uh, through this attraction. It's like, like it's very easy to see and feel and hear your love for this attraction, rightfully so. Um, okay, so what was your mindset? You say you sat there, kind of let it wash over you. What was your mindset when it was over? And then also another question: What were the crowds like the last week? Did oh. did Epcot seem busy? particularly at the end of the day for this show. Yeah. So, okay. Well, first I'll talk about like that final week of performances. You know, there was a rumor that for the finale, they were going to bring in a live orchestra. Um, I don't know why that didn't happen, but holy Oh, crap. that would have been incredible. Yeah. That would have been amazing. But it was busy. And everywhere you looked, there were people setting up cameras like early, way early. To get good, mm. good v- views and and get you know one last uh, video recording of you could clearly see what they were in Epcot for. Yeah, um, it was busy. It was much busier than it had typically been, and we managed to get a pretty good view. I'm trying to remember exactly where we were. We weren't quite in Italy. Where did we watch it from? I'll think about that some more while we while we talk about it. But uh, um, as I watched it, I just kind of. You know, I don't think I don't think I was like super emotional watching it. I think it was more like I just want to experience it. Mm-hmm. And then once it was over, yeah, it it did hit me, and I was like, "Dang, I That's don't it. think I don't think I've loved a, a nighttime show, you know, nearly as much as that one ever." And wow. then you know, so it was tough to say goodbye to it. 
So I did, you know, you know me, I cry all the time. So of course there were probably some tears. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were. Well, I respect that because I'm slowly turning into you as much as I hate <laughs> it. So, yeah. It happens to all of us. You get older, it just happens. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, man. Man, I saw this really sad insurance commercial the other day. Just. Uh, I know. But I did, um, you know, we went to Epcot forever. It wasn't opening night, but it might have been the second night that it opened. We went to it. And I wanted to, I wanted to love that show. And I felt like it was set up to really tug at the heartstrings of people who loved old Epcot. And I mean, sure, there were some cool things about it, but I was like, no, this ain't it. (laughs) Didn't check those boxes. The music was great. The music was fantastic. But I think too, anytime that you have something that's following something that I consider to be legendary, it's just, Mm -hmm. you know. So, I mean, I mean, I get that. It's like, uh, it's like, this is the part where I talk, uh, I name drop. It's like, uh, Mike Keith is one of my industry friends. He's the, uh, 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 play by play of the Tennessee Titans. In my opinion, the best guy in the NFL, he could have followed the legendary John Ward mm-hmm. being the voice of the Tennessee volunteers. And he told my buddy, uh, he asked him straight up one time. It's like, why didn't you go after the Tennessee job? Cause it's like, well, a, I wanted to try and go for the pros in the NFL and B, I didn't want to be the guy that followed no. John Ward and like, like Epcot forever. If there was some space in between it following illuminations, maybe possibly it would have been better received. But maybe. at the same time, anytime something follows a legendary show or person or individual or legendary thing, period, they got some big shoes to fill, and and from everything yeah. you're telling me, and I've I've heard on online, Epcot Forever didn't do it. Yeah, it was fine. Like you said, it, it was it's fine. fine. It was fine. It's fine. Yeah. The uh, oh, no, I do want to say them them kites. Yeah, the kites were cool. Yeah, your kites. You know, the kites were cool. <laughs> I mean, they were being pulled by jet skis, and I thought to myself, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's less cool, but I mean, kites are cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and, and like I said, I did love the music because of course they went out of their way to resurrect some old Epcot favorites and re Which is why them. you thought that it's like, all right, yeah, me being an old Epcot guy, this is, this is yeah. going to go right after me. And you hear it, it's like, oh, F word. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just didn't, it didn't hit the way they wanted it to. And, and but you know what? Maybe they knew that that was going to be the case and Epcot forever really was kind of the sacrificial lamb that they threw out there. And they were like, people aren't going to necessarily love this show, but it will clear the cleanse, the palate. And then, Interesting. and then huh. we put out harmonious cause it was always supposed to be temporary. We knew it. Well, was. then don't call it Epcot forever. Dude. I know that, what a weird, <laughs> what a weird name. Not Epcot for a couple months. There right. we go. Boom. Yeah. That, 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 that. I know. God. <laughs> Epcot memories or something like, that, that would have been way better than Epcot Forever because I mean, when you hear Forever, how long is it going to be? Forever. You think that's what you would think? Uh huh. Yeah. Apparently and not. It was not. Of course, they they couldn't have predicted you know what was going to happen with COVID, but yeah, I don't think anybody could have predicted what was going to happen with COVID. You know, oh god. I wonder how much money they put into that show. I don't know. I, I did read, by the way. This was something I wanted to share. Uh, I guess let's get into fun facts because we got to wrap this one up. All anyway. right. All rise. Judge Landon now presiding. Okay. Fun fact number one, I read that it cost $25,000 every time they put on Illuminations Reflections of Earth. I say that is money well spent, so 
Fun fact. Yeah. If you extrapolate that out, extrapolate that out to uh, that is not a word, not a fun fact. <laughs> to 365 days, we're estimating the cost somewhere over nine million dollars to put that show on. Hachi machi, that's a lot of money. Still, a fun fact. Yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy dollars. Um, but you know what? I'm willing to think this whole Disney thing. Probably okay with that money, because 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 uh, because I uh, I think 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 the parks probably probably make more than that. Just oh me, yeah, though. just me, just me for sure. <laughs> All right, number two, there is a bridge that used to open up over by the Mexico Pavilion. Actually, let's see, it's over near the China Pavilion. Yeah, th- this fun fact was written kind of incorrectly because the bridge that. I am aware of is over by the China. It's between China and the um, outpost, the like African outpost. And that bridge could actually raise up so the barges could come through and move out onto World Showcase Lagoon. And that way they were hidden during the day and they could come out as a, as a surprise in the evening in the globe. They would move it out, but then it didn't move out to the middle until like the show was actually going on. So, if you if you've never if you've never understood why there's a bridge over there, why there's a um, a waterway that kind of goes out outside of the park, it's because that was where they hid all those fancy barges that they use for illuminations. Is that fun? Deem, yeah, I will deem that a fun fact. But I also want to build on it. That bridge was actually the inspiration for the song "Bridge Over Troubled Water," and also that bridge is right next to a wall where the men can see it all. So. <laughs> Oh, man, that's a fun fact. It is a fun fact. (laughs) Um, The globe that used to be the centerpiece of Illuminations was three stories, three stories tall. But you realize, of course, it had to be tall because it was meant to be viewed from all around World Showcase Lagoon. But three stories, huge. All right, I will give that one, two, three bangs of the gavel because that indeed is a fun fact. One bang for every story. Nice. We're banging stories. (laughs) Had to be a better way to phrase that. All right. And this is my last one. There were two special variations of this show. So if you visited during the holidays, you might see a special version during 4th of July and a special version during Christmas. The, the, The Christmas version was much beloved because Walter Cronkite actually did the intro and the outro of the holiday edition of Illumination. So how's that? Uh, well, you uh, you know me. Any mention of Uncle Walt, not Uncle Walt Disney, Uncle Walt Cronkite is going to get a fun fact, but I'm going to give it a half-hearted uh, tap because it's like, where's the holiday variations for secretary slash office administration day? Come on. <laughs> did you say... Really, se- Disney? Did you say secretary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's secretary? Some people did you know help around the office? Oh, I'm saying it with a Q. Okay, I I thought you just it's it's a it must be a head. You're out thing. of order, Justin Monorail. <laughs> get out of my courtroom, bailiff. Take him away. All right. Well, let's get everybody out of the courtroom today. We you're all out of order. Landon and I always talk about how long we think these segments are going to be before we record them. I always say I don't know, like twenty twenty five minutes, and then we record for an hour. So Yes, I was closer. Boom. So uh, we're going to wrap this one up. But if you've got fond memories of Illuminations, or maybe you totally disagree with me on Epcot Forever, whatever. Let's talk about Epcot Nighttime Spectaculars. Send those over to us on our social medias. We're Morning Monorail everywhere. Everywhere you want to go now. And um, 
we'd love to hear from you on that. So, Landon, thanks for joining me once again for this segment of M34D. And hey, let's do it next week. Hey, I already have it on my calendar, buddy. See you then. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. You can find us on the socials at Morning Monorail. The website is morningmonorail.com and the email is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail 407-917-2144. Thank you so much for being part of the Monorail family. We'll see you next time.